The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet-purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast, courtesy of the Realm Network, here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. Hey, buddy boy. Hey. How are you? We were just talking (laughs) off air, now on, about our shit-ass skin. Yeah, well, I noticed when we dialed on uh, to Skype so I could see your beautiful face that you had, like, some little marks around, like, kind of like where the uh, the pads on a pair of glasses would sit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you had some really tight shades or or what, and uh, to which you responded. It's my skin. It's just (laughs) shitty. I have what's called, it's a condition... Oof! I have what's called butterfly rosacea. Okay, it means yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I get I get it there. I get it underneath of my eyebrows, and uh-huh. I get it right there. And usually, I'm pretty good about using this stuff called prosacea, but I've stopped caring because <laughs> I get I it like look right under my right eye, like right yeah. here. It's always like that. And then, like my forehead, I you know I'm bald. I shave my head, so like my forehead, it always breaks out, but it breaks out because of sweat. Now, I'm fat, and I sweat a lot, so I can only try to wipe the sweat away. Hair, having hair catches sweat to keep it out of your brow, but I I am not, uh, I don't have that luxury. So, yeah, I just, I look like I'm perpetually um, a fat, like, comic book man meets um, squeaky voice teen together if we're combining two Simpsons characters. That's kind of me forever. So, you know, I'm kind of accepted it, but it's still a pain in the ass half the time. I've always thought you look like Professor X if he could still walk and <laughs> was great at, and was doing yeah. <laughs> God damn it, that's funny. Yes. Yes, I was gonna say like rugby player Professor X. Okay. You are All you right. are, instead of Charles Xavier. You're uh-huh. Christoph Xavier. Okay. The, his other brother that <laughs> yeah. you could only read the minds. Right. Not of like Juggernaut. His other handicapped other dogs. Yeah. Not the yeah. one that just had a jewel up in his brain. Yeah. Kane the, Marco. God, yeah. I'm a fucking dork. Hey, I'm the one that knew he had a jewel and not a mutant ability. Okay. <laughs> That's true. So I'm sitting That's right there true. with you. Yeah. Good he, pull. Kane is not a uh, not a mutant. He had the That's magical uh, jewel of uh, Seer Attack or Syriac. Yes. Sytax. Sytic. It began C-Y-T-A-K, with a C and he found it in a cave. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> shit. Oh, yes. I don't. Uh, actually, I've always been curious. You've always had. Uh, you've never let your bald head slack. It's always eh, been smooth. Sometimes. I mean, you're going to get stubble now and then. That's to be expected. If I'm but really lazy, you, it'll go like two weeks without shaving. How do you like? How do you get back there? Does the behind misses, the ear? Like, does the missus handle the areas you can't see? No, I just, I do it by feel. So, like, at, at one point, you kind of pull the ear back and, and just take the razor. But then, you know, after you do the first pass, you just, I just, like, you know, spit in my hand. No, no, I wet my, I wet my other hand and feel where the rough spots are and then uh-huh. just, just take the razor to it. Uh-huh. Until, <laughs> uh-huh. and I get some of that, uh, that white creamy uh, shaving uh-huh. cream on there and I just rub it around. Yeah. It, it moisturizes and it, it sticks Fuck to my yeah. skin a little bit. Yeah. Fuck and then yeah. It, uh-huh. and then it, uh, then I, then oh. I shave it off. Time for my finisher. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you want to hear a great conversation about finishers, you should subscribe to our Patreon page. Because yes. we did an exclusive episode last week about uh, the possibility and the idea of doing away with finishing moves that will never happen. But it was a good nope. conversation to have. So here we are, uh, the second of a Thursday edition yeah. of the Rough House, which uh, I think is going to prove to be far, far easier than weekend shit. Like this weekend yeah. would have gone to tits immediately had we done them on weekends. Plus, it lets us recap Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> it even lets us recap Wednesdays if we watch any NXT, and nope. it gives us plenty of lead in. To pay-per-views. Any yeah. yeah. No, I did watch one NXT match this week online. Okay. Uh, they was it finally... Ono and Black? Yes, it was. Okay, I got I to watch that, that online. Uh, and it's interesting. There, it sounds like they're becoming very self-aware of Ono. Ono okay. is playing this role, uh, <clears throat> and he's kind of folding Hideo Itami into it. I think it's interesting that they're both acknowledging their failings in NXT. Really? Yes, they're both... Uh, uh, Hideo Itami's bit right now is that he is frustrated with right. himself and his move to America because he's nowhere near as successful as he was in Japan. Blurring the lines. Yeah, when he was Kenta. And then yeah. Ono is like, you know, a lot of people didn't expect me to do much of anything when I came back. And he's kind of become this, like, journeyman veteran Right. Uh, that I don't, I think will perpetually be in NXT. I don't ever foresee a Cassius call up. No, it could uh, happen. I think it could happen. It could. I don't I think anytime soon. I, I, I wouldn't hang your hat on it. I could. It could be one of those ones, like if they do a shakeup or another draft at some point, you're like, right. fuck me. They got called up. Okay. Right. Let's see what you got planned. But um, if he does, I, I don't see him being anything past a Luke Harper. You know, yeah, which maybe. is a sad story in which itself. Which is a real fucking sad story in and of itself. But hey, but those two, this week, <coughs> Alistair and Ono uh, had a great match. Not a, not an amazing match, a great match. Okay, uh, with Alistair coming out on top, and it showed that he can go for a while. He can actually oh, put on okay. some pretty. It was lengthy. It was not his usual rise from the dead spin kick. Right. Someone contact your next to kin. Ono got in plenty of uh, offense. Uh, he showed frustration. Alistair came off across as human as he has since he's been in NXT. But still cool and calm. Yeah, still cool, still calm. I'm telling you, I think his springboard off the ropes into contemplative monk position is still yeah. the coolest goddamn thing in the company right now. Yeah. And uh, But he did come out on top. He won, and Ono backstage was pretty pissed off. And, was he like, uh, flipping over containers and stuff? He he threw a bit of a tantrum. He okay. threw a bit of a, a, a bit of a hissy fit. 
So uh, a, a good match. I, I didn't watch the rest of it. I didn't watch um, uh, who else. Uh, Ember Moon is officially back. I think she wrestled Peyton Royce. Okay. Uh, they, right. had about a, they had about a 10-minute match. I saw a couple of vines of it. And at this point, outside of an amazing finisher, I challenged someone to tell me why I should give a shit about Ember Moon. Yeah, you, you've never really been on board with her. I was um, off board with the promos and then the little clips that I saw outside of that awesome fucking finisher of hers, yeah. the Eclipse. Yeah. Why else do I care about her? Really? I mean, it, once that bell rings, it, yeah. it ain't nothing special. And I'm telling you, watch your ass because they're about to have that Mae Young classic and they're about to be, yeah. there's about to be an influx of some pretty amazing talent in there. Yeah, the, no, the, no, you're true. You're true? You're right. Still get beer for the working man. Sorry. I'm I am thinking. a true. By the way, that noise in the background is my dishwasher. We we originally said eight, so I ran the dishwasher. So I thought I'd have another half hour, but oh, you're fine. Just, just disregard that. Hey, um, and shout out, speaking of the May Young Classic, to Abby Lath. Abby Lath. The Queen Kimberly. The Queen Kimberly. I guess that is now yeah. her NXT moniker, former member of the Kings of Maryland Championship Wrestling, one of That's our right. own. Has yeah. made it into NXT. So uh, the Princess Kimberly, now Abby Lath, is going to be part of the May Young Classic. Yeah, they've uh, announced uh, like maybe eight to ten of the people involved, the women involved so far, I believe. There's the first uh, first female Indian wrestler. Uh, and I, I apologize, I don't remember her name. Um, but uh, she'll be in it. Um, Kimberly will be in it. Uh, they've announced. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I, I. I. should have been prepared and looked this up. But I uh, tell you who people. they announced. There's and this is going to be one to watch. I think she's great, and I've seen her. It's funny. I watched her in an MMA match. Her name is Jazzy Gabbert, and she took on Gabby Garcia at Ryzen Four. Now, Gabby Garcia. If you're not okay. familiar, I am. Not. Look her up. G A B I Garcia okay. might be. The closest thing to a female Brock Lesnar. Oh, I think you've spoken about her before. She's pure terror. Gabby Garcia is who Wanderlei Silva, famously known as the Axe Murderer, brought in to help coach his team on the Ultimate Fighter. Now, Gabby Garcia in recent years has thinned down a little bit. She's slimmed down some. But Gabby Garcia, when she is putting on the pounds and ready to murder someone, usually in a Japanese MMA organization, is... Pure horror on legs. That if the WWE ever got a hold of her, they yeah. could do to her what I think they did with China and wanted right. to do with Nicole Bass. I was going to say she has a very China esque uh, frame <clears throat> and face, so the the parallels are there. So keep her away from Triple H. If you yeah, he's going to go ahead and take a nostalgic dip in Gabby, <laughs> uh, in between them muscular labiatics. Yeah, she he, is he also. Would, he's not that stupid. Oh, God, no, no. That analogy, no. Uh, Duncan, he banged his way to the top, man. Come on. Duncan, that Helmsley wick and that McMahon wax, you go ahead and stay there. Don't try and don't try and move up from there. Unless you no. fuck McMahon Vince after Vince, this. That's yeah. literally the only other person you could fuck in this world and not ruin your position there <laughs> would true. be Vince himself. It's true, right? yeah, because you don't want to do it to Linda because that, that wouldn't go well. And uh, no. Shane probably not too receptive to it. So, yeah, uh, you're, you're probably about right there. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to this May Young Classic. I think there's going to be more competitors announced. It looks like yeah. there's a good field so far. I'm happy they for start Kimberly. Soon. They start it's taping soon. Very soon. I'm very, I'm very happy for uh, 
For Jazzy, I think she's fantastic. She's big. She, you know what she is? Uh, Jazzy Gabbert, G-A-B-1-B-E-R-T, uh, is a, I, I hate to keep saying second coming this, second coming that, but she right. looks like the second coming of Beth Phoenix. Yeah. She could. She looks just like Beth Phoenix. I can and get down with that. She has wrestled for 15 years. She's trained in MMA. She's yoked. She's got a good look. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see something along the same lines of quality as the Cruiserweight Classic and the uh, that British tournament. I think this is going to hold right. its own with all of them. And I think if I remember correctly, and I very well could be wrong about this, I think they're going to record them all and then release them all at once on the network, Netflix style. Oh, um, so cool. you won't have to wait week to week to to get the whole tournament in. I think I think I read that somewhere. And again, I could very well uh, be wrong about that. But on the female wrestling tip, um, this weekend is kind of big for female wrestling in a certain uh, respect because the Glow uh, series drops on Netflix this weekend. Four episodes um, in. How are we you got four a, episodes we got, in? We got a screener you at work. Son of a bitch. Yes, sir. So a couple things I just I was reading up on it today, and two things I learned is that one I didn't realize that Awesome Kong uh, is is one of the stars of it. Yep, which is awesome. Was always a big fan of her and Karma back in WWE, and I didn't know that uh, Chavo Junior trained the actresses in the uh, in the world of wrestling, which is apropos because his uncle Mondo Guerrero uh, uh, trained the original Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Yes, and uh, the reason that you should watch is for a character by the name of Jenny, played by a one Ellen Wong, also known as Knives, Knives Chow, Chow, did yeah. not know that she was in it. Uh-huh. It's weird, because I was holding a beer, Your penis? and by a beer I mean a Mike's Hard Lemonade, okay. and the other hand I was checking my texts, and my pants just flew off of their own <laughs> regard. They, I'm not sure if I frightened my knickers, but they flew right off my body and left a, a very Warner Brothers-like hole in the wall. And then I go outside to retrieve them. And there is another hole in my neighbor's wall after seeing Jenny Ellen Wong in glow. Four episodes in, and it is a goddamn 10 out of 10. Good. It is so good. Funny? It is funny. It okay. is dark. Okay. It is sexual. It yeah. is got some fun moments of wrestling, but you're not going to see <clears throat> much in the way of matches or anything. The, 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 you he, s- you see more wrestling than I thought you would. Really? I'll say that. Okay. All right. So, but so you do it's, see uh, dialogue it, in the middle of it, right? But they're basing it on, you know, they're it, it's more following the formation. Uh, I guess you're only four episodes in, so they're just forming uh, the company and getting it off the ground. Um, but and. And to prep for that, I watched the documentary. I had never watched the documentary. Oh, you never saw Glow on Netflix, the <laughs> no. documentary? Hell I watched, yeah. I watched it this past weekend, and I I really had no basis of Glow. I really didn't know much about it. And <clears throat> the stuff that, uh, you know, it got really sad towards the end. Um, oh, really sad. Yeah. But uh, but it made me more excited uh, for the show. So you you, especially saying that it's good, definitely makes me feel a lot better about it. Because, uh, you know, I certainly... I had my uh, my reservations about it because you know it's 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 Netflix and sure they're throwing money at everything but you know I, I'm still coming off of Iron Fist so I'm still feeling a little well Netflix yeah. isn't perfect yeah Netflix Netflix for a while was 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 had an Undertaker like streak <clears throat> right as yes. far as putting yes. out quality and then out of nowhere the fucking Lesnar and Heyman one two punch of of Iron Fist. His right hand and his left hand, that yeah. awful 
fucking the Wonder weird Twins. Chad Kroger hair of his. Yeah. Uh, how no one at any point was like, hey, guys, I got to stop this. I've seen Luke Cage. I've seen Jessica Jones. And I've seen both seasons of Daredevil. This shit is slop. How yeah. no one fucking raised their hand and said, this is not going to be great. Is beyond. It actually makes it. me look forward less to the defenders, knowing I have to see this turd again. Yeah, but he's, you know, he's not going to be the main guy. I, I, I would imagine the focus would be on Daredevil. He'll be there. That's all I know. He'll be there, but, you know, it, it, it's whatever. So, yeah, that glow drops, I think, Friday or Saturday. Tomorrow, I think, Friday. Uh, the 23rd, yes, at, it drops tomorrow. <clears throat> so yeah, watch so. it. Enjoy it. Uh, it, is, it. It is a interpretation of glow. If you were a sure. hardcore <clears throat> like me, uh, don't expect to see Mika, Mina, and Mana, the Headhunters, the Princess of Darkness, okay. uh, Gremlina, Habana. Uh, oh, oh, my God, the Southern Belle. Jesus, Cretina Ferrari. Uh, otherwise known as Ivory in the Ivory? WWE. Yeah. I, I did not know that. I had no idea until the end. I was like, wait a second. Holy shit. Like, yeah. I knew she looked familiar during the documentary. I'm like, she kind of looks familiar, and I couldn't place it. And then at the end, I was like, I did the, the, the face palm. Like, no shit. Ivory, how about that? You know where else Glow came up recently? I thought it was very interesting, and I thought of you while I listened to it. And I, this is something I wanted to talk to you about this week. Okay. Um, Jeff Cobb, Matanza. Was yeah, interviewed yeah, yeah. on Mr. Colts Athletic. podcast. Yeah, I, have, I downloaded it. I haven't listened to it yet. I'm trying to catch uh, up uh, on these things. There's a moment where they they I have a long ass commute, so I get to listen to plenty of this shit. I right. burn through podcasts where they talk about influences, this and that, whatever. Um, and Glow comes up, and and Cobb talks about how much he he loved the farmer's daughter. She was great. I liked her right. also. She was just so very Fiji. Molly Holly. Uh, Mount Fiji was one of them on Glow, uh, but farmer's daughter. Farmer's daughter was great. She was yeah. she, she was super hot. Sally, the farmer's daughter, played by uh -huh. Becky Mullen. Um, but that's not what I want to talk about. I, I, okay. And I ask this in all earnestness. Okay. With, with no with, with um, this is not shtick here. Is Cole Cabana on the spectrum? <laughs> I, I don't know the answer to that. He's I've, fucking, I've never met the guy. He asks some questions of Jeff Cobb and has okay. some reactions to answers that he gives that are so. Socially, fucking, how do I put this? It, there, the, the the manners and the decency are that of someone that is definitely got Aspergers. Okay, okay? all right. Um, I, 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 I'm asking this: Is he? Is he? Does he have no social graces? Here's okay. Let me give the example. Yeah, Jeff Cobb is from. Uh, I think he's Hawaii and Guam. Spends a ton of time in Guam. Yeah, some kind of. Polynesian country or something. Yes, and he represented Guam in the Olympics. Now, Guam right. is a small nation. It's not like representing England or representing the United States right. or Russia or Spain, but they still field a team. They fielded it in wrestling. And yeah. then he just starts to ask, like, I mean, did you just go because you were good or because there just wasn't anybody else on the island? And I'm like, I'm thinking, whoa, okay. Uh, wow, that's, that's a shitty question. That's a yeah. shitty question to ask. And then he asks him again, so when you got to the, the your wrestling group, what was your, uh, how did you place amongst your wrestling weight division? He says, like, uh, out of 22 people, I think I came in 19th. There's like 23 or 24, and I came in 19th. He's like, God, that's the shits. That wasn't very good. Okay, and how I'm like, many Olympic I, matches has Cole Cabana been in? Yeah, how many good matches have you been in? Because at right. this point, you're just a fucking comedy act, all right? You're just sort of a far less yeah. successful Dusty Elbow wrapped up in a subpar podcast. With a bunch of goofball fucking throwaways from Juggalo culture. Ain't nobody <laughs> expecting you to go out there and put on some fucking Seth right. Rollins 
or even a John Cena quality match. I've seen him. They're corny. And yet he comes across to some of these wrestlers that he talks to as like really like Johnny journeyman. Like just because you've been doing something for fuck ever doesn't mean that you are amazing at it. I've known comics that have been doing stand-up for 30 years. And guess what? You ain't great at it. All right. I can play football for 30 years. I'm never going to get fucking drafted in the NFL. And he just the way he talks to Cobb in this was so fucking off-putting that at some point I'm thinking to myself, "Are you, are are you on the spectrum? You're talking to this man who is, you're he's far larger than you, and should his disposition be violent and be quite possibly confrontational, he could fucking eviscerate you. Yeah, and he just makes these like." these shit comments to him like kind of snidely under his breath I'm like you know Cobb could fucking murder you right now and I don't know why and I I get he's got the most popular wrestling podcast in the world and outside of you know something to wrestle with and what happened when and all the Conrad stuff but for a long time He's been at the top of the heat. He was, but, I, yeah. I, I, but I've heard him do it before with other wrestlers, and it's usually up and comers or just made it. It's never with right. your your veterans, never with your Billy Guns or your Larry Zabiscos and stuff. Well, yeah, because they've accomplished a lot more than he has. It's just this this fucking air, and then I'm like, well, let me go back and watch some matches of yours and see if what you're doing bell to bell is hmm. anywhere near what some of these guys not- are talking. It, it fucking ain't. You're yeah. wrestling at Gathering of the Juggalos, and I believe you're currently involved in a comedy tour with Grado from Impact, who was just a fucking right. clown himself, yeah. and this Asian guy who doesn't speak any goddamn language, and I guess is some sort of weird spinoff on a Curry Man-looking character. So you get great guests, but some of yeah. the questions that he asked, I just thought I was like, this is this is off-putting to listen to. Do they get into a bunch of lucha or no? A, barely. So then I won't listen to it. I was going to say, they I'll talk it. They talk about his, he has uh, a dalliance with Tough Enough. He okay. was on Gut Check, which I didn't realize, on TNA. Cobb was? Cobb was. Okay. Um, he talks about training. Oh, that's another thing. He starts talking about Hawaii. Uh, okay. Colt does. Uh-huh. And about, like, you know, the Hawaiians are proud people. Real yeah. proud. We're talking like, like, like Samoans. I mean, Pacific Samo- Islanders. Yeah. You know, they're very, very proud people. And he starts saying, like, and not incorrectly so that, you know, if you stick around in Hawaii, you're never going to be anything like you got to leave Hawaii. But if you listen to the way he says it, like, you got to realize you're never, never going to go anywhere if you just stay in Hawaii. Like, you're just yeah. not going to go anywhere. Like, if just, And I'm just like, you, you have to have Asperger's or he's just an asshole. I don't know. I mean, I want to give this dude the benefit of the doubt and just be like, I think I think you're on the spectrum. I don't know. But you have a social awkwardness about you right. that I feel is is a result of something neurological. Because otherwise, huh. I don't want to believe you just are that fucking clueless to right. talk to people in such a way. And again, yes. it's not you being a dick. It's not you being confrontational. But there's just a big steaming scoop of snide on some of it. And you're yeah. Like, like the fuck? I don't know. I don't know what his deal is. I don't know. But, I, but as a Cobb fan, as a Matanza fan, ain't worth listening to. They talk to okay. Lucha. They talk about Lucha, the biggest goddamn thing he's ever done. Yeah. Three minutes, four minutes, oh, maybe. Yeah. I'll skip it. It's at the uh, very end. Speaking of Lucha, I didn't watch this week's episode, the one that aired the 21st. Did you watch last week's episode? 
I don't get I don't get fucking uh, El okay. Rey anymore. I gotta right. buy it off of iTunes. Okay, well, maybe I'll find a way to share it with you. Find a way, or pass. you know what? Maybe I, maybe I'll <laughs> I'll buy the damn things because they deserve the money, and I'll do it well, on the up and up because I would like to see a, a reaction to their product. So I, I'll buy them on the up and up. So we had just a quick uh, quick recap of Lucha. The Cueto Cup began. Um, we had the Mac versus Arhenis. Spoiler alert. Okay. Mac Mac won that handily. Actually, not handily. That was kind of a problem. Uh, Arhenis got in a lot of offense. And Arhenis is a guy who, you know, has been around since the beginning of season one. I see the look in your face. You can't even picture him, can you? I'm trying to remember <coughs> yeah, Arhenis. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's my point. He got in a shit ton of offense on the Mac. The Mac is the guy who, for the past two weeks on the show, has been fighting very well for the main title on the show. Oh, yeah. Here so, he is. Oh, yeah. I think the yeah, last thing guy. I saw him in was a match against uh, Jack Evans. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I was like, wanted, who is he? Oh, wait. Did he fight or, or did Pentagon Dark fight Arhanis? Fuck. I'm getting confused. Uh-oh. It was Pentagon Dark. I'm sorry. But it was the same problem with both the matches because Pentagon Dark fought Arhenis and the Mac fought um, the 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 chubbier guy in the Rabbit Tribe, not the checkered suit guy, not Paul London. The yeah, the dude. weird guy that who he was. He's got like the mohawk thing going well, on. Wasn't he um, a, a part of the crew? I think he, I, he looks like he was probably Mister Cisco. Yeah. Yeah, like I think it was Cisco. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the Mac fought him and uh, got too much offense in, and Arhenis got way too much offense in on Pentagon Dark. Like, Pentagon came back. This is the first time he's been on the show in a while. And, this, I, and uh, you know, the pop in the temple was insane. They were going nuts for him. It should have been a squash match, and it wasn't. So I had a little bit of a problem with that. And, again, I'm a huge Pentagon Dark. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mar- Pentagon Dark Mark. So there's that, too. But the main development on the show... Um, so the first part of this season, uh, Cage versus Tejano in that best of seven series for the ultimate opportunity or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, it was the power glove, the, the gauntlet, the infinity. Yeah. Gauntlet yeah. Yeah. The thing that, that Cage, Cage got that he, that he put on and all of a sudden he feels that surge of energy through. Right. So, and you probably haven't read, you haven't read anything about this. Nothing. Heavy, so I'm, no, I'm gonna, no, no. I'm going to break this news. Oh, don't, so, spoiler for me. It's cool. Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, during one of the vignettes, um, Cage is in the locker room. You know, doing his flexy thing with the Infinity Gauntlet in one hand and doing curls with a big dumbbell on the other. Dario comes back and gives him the business card for um, Congressman or Delegate Delgado, Lorenzo Lamas's character, <clears throat> and tells him that he wants to meet him. And Cage just brushes it off, whatever. But then Dario kind of implies you should probably go do this. So later on in the show, the last vignette after the final match, uh, Cage goes to visit uh, Lorenzo Lamas. And Lorenzo's like, how's the glove feel? And then all this sort of stuff. And Cage is kind of taken aback by it. And then um, Cage punches his head off. Okay, hold on. So <laughs> Cage. With the power glove. Cage has the yeah. power glove. Okay. Correct. Yep, the infinity gauntlet. And he has the infinity gauntlet. All right. He's, uh-huh. got, all, he's got all five stones. All, yeah. Okay. Can you name them? Uh, there's the mind. There's the uh, fuck me. You put me on the spot. Come Hold on. on. The mi- the mind. The um, time. There is uh, uh, space. There is. Um, that's, I'm trying to picture where they are. Um, the soul one. That's the one that was in Loki Scepter. Was the soul? Okay. Uh, the time one. Is, or, or the space one is the portal that was the Tesseract. 
What was the ether? I don't remember what the fucking ether was. So you've given me mind, mind, soul, soul space, space, time, time. I'm missing two. Um, God. Um, I got nothing. I got nothing. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta feed it to me. All right, here you go. You got mind. Mm-hmm. You got soul. Yep. Space. Space. Yep. Power. Power. Time. Uh-huh. Which one did I miss? Volva. <laughs> I thought you were going to go Captain Planet and say heart. Heart. Me. You miss heart. <laughs> reality gem. The reality, reality gem. Yes. No, reality, that's the one Loki had, right? Don't know. No, whatever, that was the whatever black, I don't rem- Whatever Black Widow's clit is, whenever she spreads her labia apart, <laughs> you find that sixth gem that Hawkeye's going to have to lick loose. That's it. <laughs> That's what happened in Budapest. They never got to it. That's what happened. Yes. So he takes the Infinity Gauntlet. Cage puts it on. Yeah. He meets Lorenzo Lamas's character. Right. This weird uh, Dr. Claw, Inspector Gadget dude we've been waiting yep. to meet the entire time and then punches his head off. Well, there's still somebody above him that we haven't seen yet that was in the limo that oh, Delgado I'm mixing, was afraid okay, of. I'm, I'm combining yeah, two yeah, characters yeah. into one. You are, okay, but that's okay. So Lorenzo Lamas is dead. Correct. His head has been punched off, which I'm and pretty sure s- is a disqualification in a match <laughs> if you were to do it. So don't do it, it during regular competition. But It if, happened at City Hall. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> at night. He's probably going to have to be on the run. Yeah. And so now there is a, a, a Ernst Stavros Blofeld character uh, in the market for another number two because his former one has got a permanent headache in hell. Yeah, and you see the gore, like that. You see like his body and like viscera, not not Mabel, but actual viscera, just like around the floor. And Cage on his way out um, steps on his eye in true Grindhouse Tarantino Robert Rodriguez fashion. Let me ask you. Great. With everything that Lucha has done to be their own product to the point where almost calling it professional wrestling is a bit of a stretch, it entertaining is, yeah. as shit. <clears throat> yeah. um, how would you feel if they started doing shit like this during matches? It wouldn't be great for the in-ring crowd because they would have to cut and right. then do some Reshoot, sort of, yeah. or, or maybe they take it into a backstage segment somewhere and then play a pre-shot video of, say, Pentagon Dark starts not only snapping arms, but ripping uh-huh. them off. Yeah. Or Cage punches clean through someone's chest and they sort of do it backstage. Because in ring, they'd have to like, cut, okay, now yeah. at this point, we're going to have to put a green sleeve on someone's head. Because in post-production, mm. we have to CGI it out as there's a gore shower popping out of his shoulders. Is that is that the line for them? As as long as I'm not in the temple, I'm I'm fine with it. Because uh, you know, obviously, knowing me, they can do no wrong. And it, uh, that's I almost enjoy the storyline and the vignettes more than the in ring performances at this point. Because they they've woven a really uh, rich and deep web here that I'm curious to see how they're going to pay it off. So I'm really invested in that. And the matches are like a bonus, and they're great too. Most of them. Um, so yeah, no, I, I would, I would be okay with it, but it would, it would suck the wind out of the believers in the temple for sure. Okay. I have to sit through that. Let me give you another scenario here with okay. them rewriting the rules of wrestling. Sure. What's the possibility of casting the crowd? What's the possibility of, I mean, they ain't making any money off that live gate. 
They ain't. No, they, they, I don't even think they they don't charge for tickets. It's, it's so just why, you email for reservations, which so is then, silly. You should charge. You, 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 should you have financial trouble. Bucks. You should charge. Why not? If you're not gonna already, why not cast the crowd with extras to where you can instruct via an on-site PA? At this point, we are going to aim a gore cannon at the crowd. Right. We're going to have all of you splattered in viscera because what's happening in the ring was that Cage decided to uh, spay and neuter Bengala and punch him up his asshole. (laughs) He decided to European uppercut him up his ass and Uh punch the uh top of his head off from underneath the top of his head. Sure. We're going to shoot you with a Gallagher amount of gore. React accordingly. They edit it together in post, and you and I see a bunch of people walking around, sitting down. Here's the yeah. match. Oh, my God. Dude has his head punched off. Shower a gore on the crowd. I mean, it's nothing crazier I, than fucking Drago turning no. into a, one of Khaleesi's brood. <laughs> it's, it's not. And I don't... The thing with extras is, uh, do they have to be, like, uh, union? Do they have to be SAG-AFTRA guys to be extras? And if that's the case, then, you, then you'd then you have to pay them. Um, but I think using believers and wisening, wa- making them wise to what's going on, I think would work just as well. Because they you get some really good natural reactions from those guys. So I feel like, as in the fans and the audience, I feel like you could still get that if... Um, you know, if you just gave them a heads up about it. And uh, second thought is that they should uh, reach out to Guar's people uh, if they want to do that spray uh, viscera all over the crowd. I Guar think they need to reach anybody. out to Neil Bloomcamp, dude. No one does better. <laughs> no one does better body popping than Bo- than Mister Bo- Bo- Body Popping. Just uh, just just with that blood with that blood squirt. Yeah. So okay, so well, you've, got, you've got you've um, got. Your man, uh, I'm sorry, his name again, that took on Pentagon Dark. Arhenes. Arhenes. Okay, so Arhenes, yeah. uh, too much offense against yep. one of the mainstays. Pe- right. Um, Pentagon Dark, who, by the looks of it in recent photos, Pentagon Dark Chocolate. He is <laughs> not taking care of himself. If there is a fourth season of Lucha Underground, man, you better fucking hit that. You better hit that Planet Fitness, fat boy, because uh, Skeletons yeah, ain't I'm- supposed to be chubby. No, you're right. I'm glad you brought that up because I've, you know, I'm a fan of his on the social medias, Pentagon, and he did a match. I don't know where it was, um, but he he live streamed it. He did Facebook Live for a match he did. I think it was um, a Sunday, the week a week prior to this past Sunday, and it was uh, Pentagon versus Loki, and Loki now is doing like a, a Hitman Agent Forty Seven type gimmick. Yeah, um, where which got, I like, love. You know, He's called like the World Warrior Loki. I'm into that yeah. shit. I love it. And you know, it it looks like a very podunk sort of promotion. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what promotion it was or where it was. It could have been in Mexico for all I know. But the 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 ring looked really o- old, and the ropes looked really loose and dangerous. And um and Loki got Loki got a clean pinfall over Pentagon. Was just shocked the hell out of me. It might have been quote unquote Loki's home territory, his home promotion. It might have been possible. It might have been somewhere that he had more tenure than Pentagon would. I would be shocked if that happened to Lucha, but out on the Indies, I wouldn't at all. I, I wouldn't I bat guess. an eyelash at that. I mean, he's uh, he's one half of the PWG Tag Team Champions with his brother Phoenix. Um, so that's a thing. And then, you know, he's still doing, uh, stuff in AAA. I don't know if he has any, uh, titles down there, but I don't know. It, it just seemed like that's, that's just seemed odd to me, but 
But I don't know. I think I'm just I a think big there's, Pentagon mark. I'm going to say, I think you're just crazy into Pentagon. I, I think this doesn't move. I Anybody's am. kneeling either direction like, oh, man, it's the, the impending slide of Pentagon. No, I think if they start doing some wacky shit like that back in Lucha and he starts losing to the Rabbit Tribe and starts losing yeah. to... You know, uh, more of the Black Lotus crew. Which, by the way, when mm-hmm. are we getting the the uh, the triad back? Are we? I don't know. I, I don't know what they filmed because half two thirds of the uh, triad is on their way to WWE at this point. So if they haven't filmed the end of that by now, then they got some creative writing to do. I am looking forward to seeing them. Goddamn! I know you. Are. I am very pleased about that. Really, well, let's really transition into WWE because a lot of stuff happened uh, this past week. Did you catch any Money in the Bank? Yeah, I did watch. I watched chunks of it. I got to see okay. the Orton Jinder Mahal match. I got to see both of the the Money in the Bank matches. Okay, I did get to watch the Out of Nowhere Ascension uh, Brizongo match. Right, and that was it. Which wasn't as good as the ba- <clears throat> as the Fashion Files uh, segment no. earlier in the show, Mm-mm. dude. The I popped so hard when he came in when Breeze came in with the VHS tape and Dango, Deputy Dango straight face goes, is it Coliseum? I fucking lost my shit. That is high comedy right there, my friend. Yeah, that's that's, that's comedy in <clears throat> mind. I mean, I, it's very, very funny. I like how their cell phone is property of Paul E. Yeah, even yeah. Heyman tweeted about how hilarious it was. They're doing, so, they're doing good work there, and luckily it's backed up by two very capable performers yes. that I think, you know what, I got no problem with them. They don't need to be champions right now. They don't. They don't. Let them let them do their own thing for a while. They don't. Let yeah. other people fight for the belt and let them bring the cup. Really, what does it add to them? It's not I'm not gonna like them more. Uh, let them have good, fun, competitive matches. Let let yeah. let other more serious competitive tag teams fight for those belts and let them stay on their side of the fence, making me laugh. And then when they do wrestle, putting on very fun competent matches yeah and it was it was a fine match it wasn't going to win any best of the night awards or anything but you know the ascension thing you saw coming a mile away but it's it's whatever i still pop for the ascension's theme song that's about the only thing for them i like that fucking Uh, face paint is so bad so stupid it's really bad dumb um so all right let's let's first dive into the women's money in the bank match um it was it seemed it really caught me off guard. Not the finish. The fact that the finish came so soon. It didn't seem like they really had time to get their shit in. And now it being Thursday and having seen SmackDown, um, I don't. I don't think SmackDown was reactionary. In in that Carmella winning with Ells- Ellsworth's help, um, and then the outcry that happened afterward. I and again, maybe I'm giving too much credit to WWE, which I tend to do sometimes unwarrantingly, which is unwarranted. Gotcha. I make up words sometimes. <clears throat> um, I th- I think it was a conscious effort. Um, you think this was th- on the? Uh, you think this was on the books in the script prior to Money in the Bank that they had <clears throat> plans on doing two Money in the Bank matches? Right, and here's why: because SmackDown ratings have not been very good. So, and that's, that's factor number one. Factor number two is that they're not charging forty nine ninety five for a pay-per-view anymore. It's a special event for $10 a month on the WWE Network, of which you get at least two a month. So that uh, worry about negating a match that happened on that event is out the window. And three, uh, doing a first-time-ever Money in the Bank match on SmackDown 
is a surefire way to boost your ratings, which they needed. So that's that's why I think, and again, this could be conspiracy theory. This is me giving them too much credit. I don't know. But I think it was a premeditated thing um, so that they could easily get out of it and do this match on Raw the next week. And so they would have a week to promote it. Sure, Brian could have said, we'll do it right now. But that's not really going to help your uh, ratings for that night. Something like that, you want to promote a week in advance. So that's why, unless the stars line up perfectly for that, that's why I think it was premeditated. Your thoughts? Yeah, this this would have been. Uh, I, I now I'm not going to say either way whether it was premeditated, reactionary, proactive. Uh, what I think, what I think happened here with this weird screw job James Ellsworth finish with Carmella. I think it was great heat if it took place yeah. 15 years ago. But yeah. now we're much more socially conscious. There we're, you know, we're in an era of of rising equality where we're very plugged in uh-huh. to where we're a little bit more uh snarky and uh it was the wrong heat. The heat instead of being on Carmella and Ellsworth, the heat was, was on, on the, the company. The heat yeah. was yes, there's a lot of people Quit forcing Cena down our throat, writers. Quit forcing Roman Reigns on our throat, right. writers. Quit having one of my favorite wrestlers do something stupid, writers. How could you have James Ellsworth, a man, finish the first women's Money in the Bank match, writers? I right. think they were thinking that this heat was going to go to Carmella and Ellsworth. I, I, I like the examples that you gave as to why this might have been premeditated. And also, if it wasn't premeditated and it was reactionary... Do you mean to tell me you rewrote storylines for all of the women that were in that match? Carmella, Charlotte, Natty, Tamina, right. Becky Lynch. Once Bunny in the Bank was over, there were new storylines to begin. That's the your entire division outside of Naomi right. and Lana. And right. it, you know, maybe some returning someone, whoever. Emma's going to be on Raw, correct? Correct. Okay. That I don't believe that they would react in such a way and change the whole division's storylines to do yeah. a, 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 or maybe who knows maybe they push them back a week and they'll it's get to them after this next yeah. Tuesday but I don't think that they thought again this is just me hypothesizing that the heat would be on the company instead right. of the heat being with Ellsworth and Carmella which is what they wanted <clears throat> yeah yeah but I will say this and credit to uh, Carmella she cut a hell of a promo to fire promo man Fire that was promo. really good. Thought so that, that was a great coming out for her. She dropped. Do you know yeah. she dropped the Staten Island gimmick a little bit during that when she got she did. pissed? Yeah, she got a little. She got a little fired up. And you know when when you, when you're allowed to uh, actually, you know, even though you're saying scripted words or whatever, but when you when you when you get to say them kind of from your own um, from your own head in, yeah. in a certain you know your own voice essentially um that really helps and it, it helps connect and click to the fans and it did now I, I was i was all in on her promo i thought it sounded great and you know what here's the thing i still think she's gonna win next next week on smackdown i, I still do think too she's gonna I, I i'm right there with you i think she walks away with it again i think she right. does it again i think there's some infighting with flair and natty tamina becky who knows if somehow naomi or lana get involved what i know that they're gonna have another rematch Right. Uh, by the sound, I mean, basically, we're getting money in the bank all over again. You're going to get another yeah. Randy Orton Jinder Mahal match. You're going to get another Carmella right. in, in a money in the bank. It sounds like they're going to do uh, a fucking another uh, New Day Usos. Uh, yep. yep. That's you're, continuing. You're getting like an entire money in the bank again, uh, which sometimes is head scratching. Speaking of head scratching, we've said yeah. it before. 
I'll say it again. There's certain tropes that I would love for them to do away with. And I would love one of these tropes that they do away with is to, you want a shot at the champs for the titles? Then beat the champs, but not for the titles. It's the dumbest goddamn thing. The girl was watching wrestling with us early this week and was like, so let me get this straight. They, they have to beat the guys that have the titles to get a chance to face them again. But for the titles, you already beat them. You don't fight a man in the UFC for a shot at his belt by right. beating him up and then fighting right. him again. SmackDown match. is the land of opportunity. Do away with that shit. Do away with that. If you beat the person holding the belt, you get the belt. That's it. I, I agree. It's so I th- dumb. It's just so, and it's so simple. Baffling. It's so simple, but they're they're so stuck in their ways that their ways block their way. Yes, you know, they're in their, their way own of goddamn advancing. way. They're yeah, they are exactly. definitely in their own way more often than not. It's just such a such a head scratcher there. But uh, yeah, getting back to it, I think you're correct. I think you're going to see um, you're going to see a second Carmella victory over yeah. uh, rest of those girls. Because now you got to just ride with the momentum that, that she's kind of got going for her. Uh, and then the heat will more be on her, which is where you originally want it to be. So what did you think about the Lana-Naomi match? Um, it, here's what I wanted to go in there seeing. One of two things. And I got okay. neither, but it's, <laughs> but it's not a bad thing. I wanted okay. to see one of two things. I wanted to go in there and either see what a goddamn train wreck. It right. is. I'm talking Jackie Gata levels of great Kali-ish, yeah. Brockishness. What the fuck am I doing? Shockmaster, fall on your gobbledygooker face, Foxworth. <laughs> or I wanted to see, A holy burner. shit, yeah. they've been hiding this phenom from us the whole time, and she can go. Oh, right. my God, this is amazing. I didn't get either. I got a very competently put together match. It was very brief. It was seven and a half minutes. Uh, She got in a little bit of a a little bit of offense. Naomi, though, definitely looked like the professional. And I it 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 was. I'm very surprised at how uh, competent she looked, but it she strikes me as having the same ceiling in ring as an Eva Marie. And I just yeah. still can't get what they're doing with her and Rusev. They're saying that Rusev's back, but he's got no storyline, so he's just sitting yeah. around. And you right. took his mouthpiece, Lana, and made her wrestle. So the wrestler isn't wrestling, and the mouthpiece who can't wrestle is wrestling. Yeah. And I say, what are you thinking? I, I wish I had an answer for that. Now, I know the, all the women were tied up in this Money in the Bank thing, so it may have just been a convenience thing that Lana was there. Uh, maybe it was. Maybe they thought she, was, uh, sh- she wasn't ready, but they just needed a, a body uh, to go up in that spot. So maybe that's it. Maybe we don't see her do much after this next title shot, which I find hilarious that her first match ever you know, on the main roster was a title shot. And her second match ever... Which she, she lost the first one, and then her second match ever is a title shot as well. Uh, so that's like New Day level or John Cena level of um, entitlement. But, you know, that is what it is. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think she looked a lot more comfortable on offense than she did selling. Um, and, you know, the, the distraction, I don't know. <sighs> Having your champion need a distraction to beat this person in their first match 
was a little head scratchy. Yeah. Because Naomi certainly more than competent and able to put away, uh, you know, either one of us, let alone Lana. This so, should have been a starching. Like, and I even, yeah. I even hate to call, I hate to, to, to label this as entitlement. I mean, John Cena has a bit of a, uh, he does. A, a He's tenured. Do you know what this strikes me he as? Does. Arquette. This strikes me as like, why are <laughs> you even in this? It should have been three minutes, and it should have been a brutal squash. Yeah. I was sort of hoping to see a Rusev show up in this, yeah. and yeah. for there to be a a weird stare down, and maybe someone comes to Naomi's defense, and sure. Lana's just getting taken to the woodshed, and Rusev, her beloved, can't watch this anymore, and he goes down there and saves the, her, and they they come back together, and all right, they're a unit again. We did not get that. Right. We're not going to get Nothing. that. No. Uh, I think it was it, it went a little seven and a half minutes. This is going to sound odd. Yeah. I thought it went long. I thought it, Naomi should have been starched her. It should have been yeah. three minutes and thirty seconds straight yeah. up ass kicking. And why, like you said, why does Naomi need to have a a distraction? You have her beat in every facet: experience, yeah. size, ability, move set. You're the champion. Yeah. You've got the momentum. You don't need a distraction. But there it was. There so, it was. You know. It was neither a shockingly surprise. It was shockingly good surprise, nor was it an abject failure or disaster. Yeah. It was In a Terminator night of mostly salvation. shitty finishes. Yes. That was another one. Um, yes, you're so, right. You're you're 100 right about those finishes. God damn. Yeah, Outside of the, the main match and right this and the match, fashion police match, obviously, which was you know it was a roll up, but they still won. You know, fair and square, and you know that was really the only. Only fair and square sort of uh, match one that night. You're right. You I mean, had... outside of this bullshit count out with New Day and Usos, yeah. which had me rolling my eyes. The match was good, though. Great Aside match. Aside from the one botch where one of the Usos jumped a little too far and E couldn't uh, hold on to him for the for the big ending. But, you know, that happens. That's yeah, not that's, a, you know, that, that didn't take me out of it. Just a little slight miscalculation. I just, um, uh, you, you'll hear in Jim Ross's recent podcast, I'm not sure who he talks to from Pro Wrestling Insider. I, I can't remember the name of the site, but he says, whatever happened to time limits in the WWF? Yeah. What happened to just like wrestling someone? To, this match is scheduled for 15 minutes. It's for the WWE right. SmackDown Tab Team Champions. And instead of them having to do the walkout bitch fit thing, the Usos just take them to 15 and that's right. it. And you got yourself a Broadway. I'd have no problem with that. I'd prefer that over this this walkout bullshit. Right. Agreed. Uh, but again, the match was good. And, you know, those two, those two teams have good uh, history and um, uh, rapport. So, I, I, you know, I don't hate the idea of them having a couple more matches. Um, so Orton and Mahal uh, was essentially the same exact finish that we got on the last pay-per-view, Backlash. Uh, where Orton gets distracted by the Bollywood boys or whatever the fuck they're being called th- these days. And then he gets in the ring and gets the uh, Cobra Clutch slam by Jinder123. So, man, that these exact same finish. This, this time Bob Orton was involved, though. Yeah, you had the legends sitting ringside, and this there was no stipulations in this match. It was a straight-up Shane versus AJ one-on-one wrestling match for a, ch- right. a title, correct? Correct. Okay. Then Randy Orton should have been counted out 15 times. Also correct. He spent so... And I, and I don't want to be a stickler for rules, but if you're trying to present something that I'm going to suspend disbelief and right. then say a sporting competition, <clears throat> at least maintain some sense of 
time limits and rule yeah. sets. Like if you say there's no disqualification and no count out and stuff like that, those words mean nothing in the long run to me now because your standard matches like this apparently right. have there's there's no count outs and right. there's no disqualifications. You can use the announce tables as weapons without a disqualification on a regular match now. You, you can know? have the Singh brothers, the <clears throat> Bollywood boys get involved yeah. left and right and not get kicked out of ringside. Yeah. It, it's it seems like don't don't have no disqualification matches anymore because that's just the norm now. It Pretty just, much. It, it, was, it was not a bad Unless match. Unless you're going to a count out finish, in which case they count real quick. Yeah, so in that, by the way, in the same night, you had a count out finish uh-huh. in the tag team match, but in this one, Randy Orton spent an entire episode of fucking Three's Company outside of that goddamn ring. <laughs> no count out finish. On the no, same and Mr. Show, Roper didn't even get hit. No one did. He didn't walk in on what he thought was a sexual situation while Janice is saying, <laughs> I don't know how to work on the pipes. It's been a long time. And Jack's like, you really got to grab it with both hands if you want to loosen it up. What the hell's happening in here? And they see in a different camera angle, she's just trying to change the spigot. I don't think that they're presenting themselves in the best light as a wink-wink sporting event to be taken. Right. Kayfabish seriously yeah. when you when you have shit like this happen. Yeah. By the way, the funniest thing to come out of this entire uh, thing. Did you see any of SmackDown and Randy Orton had one of those sit down pro uh, conversations with I think Tom Phillips and he was talking about how now it's personal because they involved his family. This coming from Randy Orton, the legend killer, the yes. man who punted John Cena's face off in the or his father's face off uh, in a match in their hometown. That is like the height of hypocrisy, and I found it very hilarious. Yeah, this is a guy that's murdered legends one after the yeah. other, and now that you know a couple of these guys from some Bollywood film that's going to have a song and dance number at the climax yeah. has gone and put hands on uh, Bob Orton Sr., yeah, who, from what I understand. There. Uh, now has a broken arm for the next six to seven years. That <laughs> you, you're, you're taken aback by that. Though I did like yeah. how he said he's going to travel to India to put his hands on, on his family. Yeah. And I think this is going to lead, from what I read, into a Punjabi prison match. Is that true? Right. I, I read that as well, which is still ridiculous. Which is that a exists. shitty cage. That's all it is. Yes. It's, if, if Ikea Bamboo cage. was designed to cage, that's right. it. It's a post-apocalyptic cage match. Which I, uh, when you have to reheat one of the great Kali's specialties, yeah, all right, that's not I a know. good way to be. Remind me of of who did what back in the day. Did Orton show up to Triple H's house, or did Triple H show up to Orton's house? I do not recall. I I, I remember uh, maybe it wasn't Orton. I'm pretty sure it was when they were feuding back in the day. Uh, one of them showed up at the other person's house and they filmed this just like wrecking, going through like um, front doors and glass and stuff like that. If they did an angle with that and like just faked like, you know, some place in India to be someplace in Indiana and just filmed it to, that Randy Orton invaded his house to, to beat up his family. I'd be all in. on I'm not even going to try and say I wouldn't. Triple H. <coughs> he invaded Randy Orton's house. Triple H invaded Randy Orton's house. OK. All right. So yeah, I'm looking say, at him be now. Another level of hypocrisy, too. <laughs> Holy Bless shit, you. I forgot about this. I'm looking at this You forgot about that? Yeah. Yeah, where he shows up in the leather jacket. Yep. yep. Oh, my God. And it looks the sledgehammer, like a, too. It looks like a Bollywood version of The Purge. <laughs> where he's the just purge. He's a weird the home purge. invader wandering around <laughs> trying to just slug some 
fucking stay-at-home dad in the head with a sledgehammer. Yeah. Yep, some AWOL, uh, AWOL guy. Uh, okay, so men's money in the bank match. Uh, obviously, the match of the night. Um, Fantastic. Not really much. Fantastic much, uh, match. Not, not much to complain about there. You know, um, this was a good coming out party for Baron Corbin. Uh, in terms of being boosted up to the next level, I think. Uh, in terms of him taking out Nakamura during his intro, which is the most over part of Nakamura. Um, so Corbin taking him out from behind. Well, hello there uh, during his intro. And then, you know, everybody thinking that he wouldn't come back in the match. Meanwhile, obviously, he was going to come back in the match. Um, but the, there were some awesome spots. Uh, Styles did like a, uh, a an AA onto uh, Owens on a ladder that was set up between the steps and the announce table, which was vicious. Um, uh, Sami Zayn doing the sunset flip power bomb over the ladder. That was onto, the spot of the match. Who was it? Who did it he do that to? It was onto Ziggler. Ziggler. Yes, yeah. I think you're right. That was that was awesome. I was really worried he tweaked his uh, his knee or his ankle in landing on that, but uh, he seemed okay from that. Um, and then the the moment of the match that gave you a little bit of the tingles was when Nakamura did come back and he started throwing out Kinshasa's like fucking Oprah. You get a Kinshasa and you, you get, get a Kinshasa. Kinshasa. Just kicking heads off. I love that. And I love the dangle from AJ Styles. Right. The dangle was great, but then you got the showdown between Nakamura and AJ Styles, which is there's there's they're um they're seeding it. They're they're sowing the seeds for a main feud coming up soon when they just stare at each other and push the ladder aside and start beating the fuck out of I each other. I loved that moment awesome. where they moved the ladder out of the way and it's like we don't yeah. need that ladder, motherfucker. You and I have been here before. And they start yep. going at it and that crowd came alive. And this reminded yeah, me of a classic wrestling trope that I don't see them do much in the way anymore, which was the backstage, oops, I bumped into you. Look at you, yeah. look at you. You got a fucking problem with me. You got a fucking problem with me. Where they tease little bump into's and engagements yeah. to see what the crowd reaction is. And I think they did that here and they got their answer. And their answer is oh, that yeah. people want to see AJ Styles and Nakamura. And that got me hype as shit when I saw that. I have no problem with Corbin winning. I love it. Mm-hmm. I think he's got a ton of upside. Yep. Ziggler sold like a motherfucker. And Sami Zayn and yep. Kevin Owens did to each other what they do to each other. I thought mm-hmm. this was a fantastic match. 30 minutes. Yeah. Everyone made it out okay. Um, yeah, like apparently s- Owens needed some help getting to the back. His leg, he couldn't put pressure or, or weight on one of his legs. But he, you know, he showed up. Uh, he did the house show on Monday and performed and had a pretty damn good match with Chad Gable. He did uh, the Face of America Open Challenge on SmackDown, and Chad Gable answered it. And that was a, that was pretty good. Did- I think Gable has a future. Uh, Gable, not Cable, yeah. <laughs> Ascani's son, Cyclops' son, mm-hmm. uh, has a future. Gene Cable. Gray accompanying um, him to the ring. Yes. I, I thought also on SmackDown, as far as what happened to him in the match with Sami Zayn throwing that sunset flip powerbomb on the Ziggler, on yeah. SmackDown, we got the Ziggler Nakamura match we should have got at the last Way pay-per-view. Better. Holy shit. That yeah. was a great match. That Ziggler Nakamura match was a fucking four star match to me, man. I yeah. loved it. I loved the groundwork. I loved them circling each other quite a bit. I loved Nakamura being Nakamura. That crowd mm-hmm. wasn't that great, but it was I half empty. Did you see the photos? Yes, I did. Whoa, that was a Ooh. thin audience, man. If I'm them, yeah. I'm like, oh shit, what happened with the yeah. ticket sales? Something happened to Tick and Fly. It was oddly roped off and. and curtained off but yeah. Nakamura after seeing what they did with him and Styles at Money in the Bank and what they did with him and Ziggler at Smackdown 
I'm, yeah. I'm hoping I'm getting a little bit of a course correction. Like, yes. okay, here we go. We're kind of getting back into what knock does, which is just right. fucking kicking dudes in the chest hard as shit, yep. acting weird, yep. and putting on great matches. I don't need to hear him speak. I need to see him work with equally as good workers, which you're going to see in AJ Styles. I right. am now breathing a little easier with Nakamura after this past week. Right. Do you think we get a little bit of a Nakamura versus Baron Corbin program? I don't know. Um, obviously, I think Corbin. Now, is Corbin someone that's going to be playing the long game like Rollins? Because when you have the briefcase, you now have the shot. Right. So yep. if Mahal wins it, you got a heel champion, heel man right. in the hunt. If Mahal loses it to Orton, does anybody want to see Baron versus Orton? I don't know. Does it happened? It happened once or twice on SmackDown, and it was fine. What's that? The uh, Orton versus Corbin. Yeah, on, as far as a match, but as far as a in, program. As far as a match. As far as a program. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I don't want a program. I'm not sure if I'm interested in seeing a program, but maybe a Jinder Mahal, Randy Orton, third off, Randy Orton wins, brutal match inside of the Punjabi right. prison, and Corbin pulls a, a Seth at WrestleMania, right. runs down, picks the bones yeah. clean, and takes it from there. Uh, I, 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 could see, I could see Corbin and Nakamura having some matches. I don't think... We're going to see them in a program. Okay. Well, the whole idea of that was the uh, revenge for Corbin beating him in the beginning of the match. Yes. Of the oh, match, was so. he going to get a? Yeah, I don't think. Uh, I, I want to give. I, I would love to give them the credit that they take a nice detail like that, a seed planted, and move forward with right. the storyline. I'm not going to give them that kind of credit and say Nakamura right. demands a little bit of revenge. I think he would have done that instead of facing Dolph Ziggler on Tuesday night. So fair enough. I uh, and, now, I, and I don't think it would do either of those men credit. No, to be honest with you, I don't think they have. You know what? I don't think Corbin and Nakamura match up well. I no, don't. I don't think so. Either. I don't think it's a great matchup for now until Corbin gets a little bit more seasoning on him and Nakamura yeah. adjusts Agreed. to the Western style. Is Corbin going to be a patient briefcase holder, or does he, he doesn't seem very patient to me? I was going to say I think he impulsive. cashes it in very soon. Yeah, within within a couple months. Um, so you know, we'll 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 see how the if it is a Punjabi prison match, which again is ridiculous and stupid in so many ways. But it's WWE, so it's very well likely to happen. Um, was there anything else on SmackDown or Money in the Bank worth noting? Nothing. There was no Fashion Files. <laughs> oh yes, there is. There was no Fashion Files on Tuesday, which is bullshit. And the other uh, conspicuous by its absence on SmackDown. Were the people who debuted two nights before Maria and Mike Kanellis? Yeah, they didn't show up, which I thought they, was weird. They did a segment during commercials, but it did not make air. I guess they were pressed for time with all the Daniel Bryan return and dealing with the women money in the bank stuff, and you know there was a long match with uh, with Shinsuke and Ziggler in there and. New Day had a couple segments in there. I don't know if it was a timing issue. Uh, it, it's it's poorly planned if if that was the case. Because you're, if you're going to debut two people with one of the best sounding 80s cheesy butt rock songs that they came out to during Money in the Bank, which I popped for and I thought was great. Um, and the fact that Mike took Maria's name, which I found to be hilarious. Shit, that was funny. It was it was pretty it was pretty good. 
Um, so I'm curious to see where that leads, and I'm curious to see if there's ever an explanation as to why that didn't make TV. There probably won't be. But there won't it was be. A glaring, it was a glaring thing to me. It was a glaring thing to me, too. I wanted to see them after seeing yeah. that that tease at Money in the Bank and loving I wanted to hear that music again. I wanted to hear her. So that music cheesy. is fucking awesome. Oh, man. That is some... That the is the best song Winger never wrote. They, it, no shit. That is a song that Striper wishes they could have closed a show with live at Red Rocks. Yeah. Now, Moving over to Raw, the red brand, we yeah. finally got some closure with right. the who's been attacking Cass, who's been attacking Enzo, Corey Graves might be able to be of some assistance. Was the right. stuff that Corey Graves has been seeing on his phone, is that, does that play into this or is this something different? I think it may be something different. I was reading rumors that it could end up being something about Stephanie returning. Um, and or Triple H returning because um, I'm reading I'm reading rumors also about the possibility of Kurt Angle right. and Triple H at SummerSlam, right? Which you know, if they're trying to make SummerSlam a big event, then that's a marquee match for it, no doubt. Yeah, I'm not I sure can how good it's going to be. Uh, I I think it will be an entertaining affair. Uh, right. I, I don't well, think yeah, it's going to be. Gonna, you know, yeah. Meltzer ain't going to give it six stars anytime soon. But uh, or six and a quarter. Six and a quarter, as he's prone to do. I don't. <laughs> he I probably don't, still has a boner from that match, by the way. Oh God, dude, he still has to be helped to the car. <laughs> he's so turgid from the blood loss to his hog. Um, uh, that's a rumor. Who knows? But you did get the closure on Cass and Enzo, right. and uh, where where do they go from here with both? Because obviously they're high well, on the big men. They love the big yeah. dudes. They love the talkers. I yeah. I feel like they should. Can I tell you what I what my fantasy scenario was? Yes, please. They cut to footage. Big okay. Cass. He's in the back. Uh-huh. He lays down. He's been faking his own attacks. And mm-hmm. you see them all look at Cass like, you motherfucker. Uh-huh. You piece of shit. And Corey Graves chimes in. Quick heads up. I have another piece of footage I think you also need to see. And okay. it cuts to a shot of Enzo doing the exact same thing. Faking it. And no one has been attacking them. And it's just... <laughs> they just both wanted out. They both were faking getting attacked, trying to get noticed. And there uh. is no assailant. It's just them both. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Kind of drew in a little bit of a look at me here. And like, okay, you got us. Okay. Yeah. You got us. All right, with my idea. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Kind That's of fucking funny. funny. Because if you already knew that it wasn't show, and you already knew that it wasn't the revival, why bring mm-hmm. them down there? I don't know. And Angle said that he knew who it was, but then he act shocked when Cass came clean. So that whole thing didn't make a ton of a lot of sense um, in its execution. But, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's too early to break him up or not. I thought that they had kind of... Uh, gotten a little stale they never they hit the ground running they they were getting big pops but and i kind of feel like and or they wrote Cass's promo with a little bit of truth to it in that enzo's kind of been holding them back you know the reason um they've never won gold is because enzo's not that great of a wrestler he's a great talker he's got a ton of charisma not that great in the ring between him you know uh, the the vaudevillain dude throwing him into the rope and being injured and taking take him out for so long and then not being able to come through in the one or two title matches that they had, you know, it, it's it's always been 
Enzo's the kind of guy who gets into the trouble and Cass bails you out. So I feel like that was a little bit of truth in that promo there. Yeah, you you always write the checks that my abilities have to cash. Right. And Enzo, I think it should have transitioned naturally to where Cass wrestled, Enzo talked, and they were still together. Because Enzo has this, yeah. this tendency to ragdoll when he sells, which makes him very yeah. injury-prone. His None of his offense is believable. He comes across no. as a fighting manager than anything else. Um, yeah. And, and I'll say this also, Cass has got an upside, but he doesn't have a huge arsenal. Now, neither did Diesel, and Diesel was a champion. Uh, he was, but he was one of the uh, lowest-drawing champs of all time. He was, he was, but he, he ain't like a cane. I mean, he's got a, he got, uh, he, he's got a boot, right. he's got a body slam, he's got the side elbow. slam, the empire elbow, the avalanche, the corner avalanche. There's not... A lot with, I think they're less than the sum of their parts. Um, excuse me. I think they're s- separately. They're, right. they're, they're less than, them, than they were together. I, I feel like they should have been together another year or so. I have a feeling in a year or so we're going to be looking back at this as a, as a Lana Rusev thing. Like, ah, these guys should have stuck together a little bit longer. The logic yeah. is there in the promo. I wanted to sure. be tag champs in NXT. I couldn't because you weren't holding up your end of the bargain. I wanted right. to be a champion here on the main roster. I couldn't because you wouldn't stop gum flapping and you ended up back in Lana's fucking hotel for weird, stupid love triangles and shit. Uh, yeah. God, I forgot about that. We remember. So bad. Okay. Yeah. We remember. I tried I, to forget that. I feel like this should have happened and I feel like it should have happened a couple of years from now and I feel like it definitely just should have been the revival. Just make it the revival. Couple of yeah. dickheads backstage attacking them like assholes. That's yeah. it. And with and then cut a promo. Have Dash and Dawson go. What the fuck did you think it was going to be? Of course it was us. <laughs> Are you morons? Yeah. That's yeah. what we do. There's no flips. Yeah. There's no fists. And we didn't say what side that fist is coming from. We see you walking. We're punching you in the head. If it's the back of that head, so be it. We're back, yeah. dickheads, and we're hitting everyone. We don't care if you're facing us or not. Yeah. It was a chance to get a great reintroduction for those two. And you didn't. And now they're just like, True. sweet, it wasn't us. Right. See you back at craft services. Like, <laughs> I, I guess the fucking revival are back. That was So now there's only, there's only one face tag team on Raw. Because our Golden Truth broken up. End Zone yes. Cast broken up. You've got the Hardys. And they may not even be long for this world as a tag team. So you have no uh, other baby face tag teams. Could you... Um, do an angle where you you make a trade, send uh, send somebody over to SmackDown and acquire American Alpha for Raw. Would that help them out? Is there anyone to call up from NXT that's a face tag team? DIY is broken up. Authors broken of Pain up. are are villains heels to the core. Heels and champions. Sanity is is villains. Sanity are heels. Uh, mechanics yeah. are too green. Um, right. Man, I mean, I I guess it's heavy just machinery. Very- you mean? I call them mechanics every time. Heavy machinery. TM61 isn't a thing anymore. Well, the one guy was injured. I don't know when he's coming back. That 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 could be a possibility, but I don't. I don't think you need more people. Maybe I don't know. Turn somebody. Who the hell else? What other tag teams on a raw? Because at this point, it's just going to be a round robin amongst Dash and Dawson, Sheamus and Cesaro, and the Hardys. Right. And that's really it. There's not a lot going on unless you pair up a couple of these 205ers. You make them into something. 
But right now, it's an anemic division, which got it the is. number one position on Raw, which was that breakup. So yeah, that's true. And to Enzo's credit, he uh, you know he sold it well. He had a little tear run down his face and everything. The the angle itself that night in the ring, the performance was superb. Yeah. And I bet that tear right. rolling down Enzo's Enzo's cheek was was genuine. They've been together well, the yeah. entire time. He's about yeah. to lose his fucking security blanket and big gas. He's right. gonna have to be out there on his own and hang, you know, hang on his own. I bet he was thinking about that a little bit, like, oh fuck, now I gotta mm-hmm. do this on my own. We're not gonna be able to pass these these uh, promos and catchphrases back and forth anymore. Yeah. It's gonna be kind of hard to be jovial when you just got broken up with by your number one bitch. Uh, and then Cass <laughs> delivered a fire ass promo. Cass did the yeah. same thing. Sounded good. Uh, it was great in the moment, but I think they're gonna think back uh, a little ways from now, being some, like Ew. some regrets. I feel like they. I feel like they. Uh, they kind of. I don't know. I think they jumped the gun a little bit. I do appreciate what they're doing with Cena coming back, breaking up Enzo and Cass, uh, shaking it up a little bit. With yeah. the summer doldrums and the momentum building seem to be over, and I think we are now barreling headfirst <clears throat> into SummerSlam. Ron, right. Braun Strowman is back. Yes, that was yeah, great. We hit on that too. That was great too. The. Oh, my God, this guy. I retweeted it last night. Braun Strowman sent out one of the most hilarious tweets uh, I've ever seen. I have to pull it up because it was that damn fucking funny. Um, Braun Strowman tweeted uh, on Wednesday evening with a photo of him choke slamming Jinder Mahal. He I read said, it right here, <clears throat> the little poem. Roses are red. Violets are blue. I'm back, and I'm not finished with you. Hell, yeah. Fuck me. Fan- that is funny. Fantastic. Fantastic. An ambulance match, which is hokey as hell, um, but you know it makes sense for what they've done. Um, and then Roman will rebound from hopefully that loss, and then challenge either uh, Brock Lesnar or Samoa Joe at SummerSlam. The winner of the match at Great Balls of Fire. I think that I, I, it's going to be Brock Lesnar. It's going to be Brock who's winning at Great Balls of Fire. Uh, I think Joe's going to have one hell of an outing, which is going to be great. By the way, that was a heel-ass promo from Roman. That was a heel-ass promo. It you ain't Sam- I ain't calling you Samoa. You're just Joe. You're just that was Joe. A, that was a really good promo, man. You get, people got to give fucking credit where credit's due. That was a good promo from Roman Reigns. I liked it. And the fact that he kind of ignored history like a heel does. He said, you talk to all your people. Nobody can beat me. Seth Rollins. Yeah, Seth Rollins has beat you. Bray Wyatt. Yeah, Bray Wyatt's pinned you. Finn Balor beat you, too, on his first night back to Raw. So all these people that he said never beat him have beat him. But he's he's so full of himself in his own head that he's like, no, none of these. He just forgets that he lost because that's not who he is. He's the big dog. This is his yard. He beat The Undertaker. Nobody. And he's untouchable because of that. And that that makes a good heel. Yes, it does. I, so I think I think you're we're, we're starting to see just the quiet peacefulness of a Roman Reigns just gently transitioning into being yeah. not a good guy, not a bad guy, a the guy, whatever stone coldish territory without having to yeah. sound like the rattlesnake and stomp mud holes in people. He can still be the in betweener. We did get some great stuff though. You got a great promo from him. You got mm-hmm. Braun Strowman returning. You got what looks mm-hmm. to be the beginning of a pretty kick ass new stable with Miz. And you got Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas getting used, which I'm all about. Yeah. Bo Dallas looks like a freaking hobo. Bo Dallas looks like a Wyatt. Bo Dallas at this point is Bray Wyatt. It might be the same person. 
Well, and and that makes me think: is he is he growing his facial hair and his hair that way for that particular reason? I know at least one of them has said in an interview that they'd love to work with their brother, and why wouldn't they? So, you know, there's no Rowan, there's no Harper on Raw. Strowman is doing his own thing now, so Bray's floating in the breeze. So why not t- pair him up with his brother eventually? I, I'm, but I'm kind of on on board with this entourage with Miz right now. Oh yeah, you you know what? I I would be surprised if in our lifetime we ever see Bo get together with Bray. Think so? I don't think we will. I, I just don't think we do. Nah, I think I don't think it'll happen. I think they're both. I I wouldn't be surprised if Bo grew out a beard to match up with Axel because those two are going to look like the gruff ruffians backing up yeah. the smooth, clean Timberlake-ish looking Miz. So he looks like the shiny porcelain star, and they look like the gruff. Yeah, yeah, Timberlakers. <laughs> Has anybody ever compared The Miz to Justin Timberlake before? It should have Just happened you. by now. Should have Just happened you. by now. And I tell you, speaking of Bray, I'm glad you brought it up because we yeah. are now in the umpteenth iteration of the oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, here are sheep in yeah. wolf's clothing, something, something, don't give a fuck. It is, he's become a caricature of himself, and I don't care. Babble, babble, babble. Nope, babble, babble. Who's he? Who's he is he fighting Balor? Or is he fighting Rollins? I don't even it was remember. His, it was his. It was the. It was Seth addressing Bray. It's Balor. No, Rollins. Uh, yeah, 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 Seth, yeah. Seth addressing Bray Wyatt because we had you had um, Finn taking on the Drifter. The Drifter. Yeah. yeah the yeah. Finn Balor interrupts. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah. So it was Balor actually. It was Balor and Bo Dallas, but Finn got in there and interrupted Samson. So it was whatever. And then you had the yeah. the 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 the. Fuckery that was that women's segment. That stumbling yeah. fuckery that was that to where send all of them back to NXT. All of them. I don't all Everyone. of them. Send Banks back. Send Nia back. Send Bailey back. Send Emma back. Send them all back. Just start fresh in a year. Cause you fucked it so hard in so many holes with so many strange Craigslist peckers. That everyone is as an infected shaft. You fucked it. Did you hear the latest rumors about what they are thinking about doing with Bailey? Oh my god! Yes, that she's never gone ass to mouth on anyone. <laughs> the Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. Follow us at Roughhouse SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast. Become a donor to the Roughhouse at Patreon.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J two one N lowercase W capital G lowercase K capital P M lowercase L capital D N seven lowercase C three lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the rough house, rough house uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is the rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the rough house podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network.